0: So is flatlanders um is that a beer
1: no flatlanders is like a convention where they do like beer tastings and oh okay all this kind of other tastings like i've been to a beer when they've done before just so like they hold out a convention center oh okay a bunch of things there and stuff so it's like called the flatlanders festival i think cool yeah. and that's different from the beer festival that they do no, like the Flatliners Festival is like what their name is. And so they do a beer one. I see. Yeah. Okay. Because they and do I the wine fest there. Yeah. They should do a
0: cocktail the, fest. But I guess people would get way too wasted if they did that. I think so. People get pretty wasted.
1: I got pretty wasted at the wine fest and I just did sparkling. Yeah. So. And I like how they even have like, I think there's been some I go to, like they have the buckets there to like spit, but. Yeah, spit if you want to. Sure. You know, so, it's well, no. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the bucket's there for. Yeah. I think I also went to like they've done a rum one before, so I went to that before. Mm. Also, the,
0: also spit if you want to.
1: Yeah, if you want. Yeah, right. There were that one compared to the beer one. There were some real. There was a lot of slosh people. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to slosh, let's start the show. Sure. All right, everybody. You're listening to Turn One Soul Ring, the podcast where we talk about well today, Yarok the Desecrated. Yeah. We're doing a couple of deck techs. Eric and I each did our own
1: uh, take on Yark. It just seems like a really fun new creature, and M20 is just still... It's not. When did M20 come out? It came out just a few weeks ago. It's yeah, still pretty still much... It's fresh. It's, I'm going to say it's fresh.
0: It's fresh. It's fresh. Yeah, so M20 is still very much in the front of everyone's mind. Everyone's yeah. still drafting it. But... Before we get to that, there is something else on players' minds, and that's those brawl decks that were announced this week. Brawl
1: so, decks, drain stuff.
0: Yes, those and that collectors booster. That's right, those collectors, that collector's booster. Um, but yeah, they're they're making pre-con brawl decks, so they're really trying to push brawl, which is Fine. I mean, I, I, you know, the thing about Brawl is what I've always had an issue with is it's making cards that are already expensive because of Standard more expensive.
1: That was my initial thought when I heard about Brawl as well. Yeah,
0: and yeah. I don't. Yeah, and I don't play Standard, and I don't play Brawl. But you know, something like Oathbreaker, which is Eternal, has much more of an appeal to me if I was going to take up um, a faster multiplayer format like that. Yeah.
1: And it's also like we play these formats because they're eternal and there's so many cards to play with, but now it's like, hey, have a standard commander where your like decks rotate and stuff. That's the uh, thing, is the rotation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I eh.
0: And you like a lot of players, they start playing magic like you, uh playing standard, and then a rotation happens and they kind of get disenchanted and they want to keep playing with their cards that they love. So they f- Find other formats like Commander or Modern or uh even Oathbreaker, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> so yeah, they, they're just they're pushing Brawl, and those decks are gonna be released with Throne of eldraine And they did release a couple of card spoilers. There's one card that's gonna be in every single deck. It's Arcane Signet. It's two colorless mana for an artifact, and you can add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Uh, well add any color good lord <laughs> add one mana of any color to y- your mana pool that's in your commander's color identity see got they there. It's,
1: got there they still
0: <laughs> well it's just they they got rid of the to your mana pool thing and i still haven't gotten i could have just read the card but i felt like it wasn't clear
1: sure <laughs> <laughs> so you um, made it less clear
0: I made it worse. Yeah, I made it a lot, <laughs> lot worse. But this is like, this is an awesome card. And this is a card that's going to be in, I hope it's in the C19. I hope that uh, too. pre because this card. Instant inclusion. It's yeah. And it's going to be pricey if it's only in, it's still going to be pricey even if it's also in the C19 decks because look at Sol Ring. Um, because yep. this is just, this is uh, this is probably the best two mana mana rock unless we're talking about Grim
1: Monolith. Yeah. So, and they're not putting those in pre-cons. No, I don't think so. It would also be another kind of like tick off if they didn't put this card into the commander precons because then it's like, oh, you have to buy the brawl deck.
0: To yeah, get this, like, I wonder if they
1: would do that. Yeah, that'd
0: be a real just. Ugh. And the and the thing about these like the commander decks is if they if last year showed us anything, it's that they don't want to put good reprints in. Yeah.
1: So if you're not going to put good reprints in, put good new cards new in. Cards. Um, I feel like they know that the price would go too high. Like they would have to put this card in the C19 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This and soul ring. I just think are yeah. auto includes like even in a two color deck, yeah. this is better than
0: a talisman yeah. or a signet because it's still just, it just taps for what you f- need, for what you need. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's really cool. Not crazy about the art, uh, but that's fine. I think you could have just done the signet without the hand, but yeah. uh, I'm not a hand guy. So, you know, All right. whatever blows your hair back. Yeah. And we also have the legend, which is, what is it, Chulain, Teller of Tales? I'm probably too close to the mic. He's <laughs> uh, he's a 2-4 for a legendary creature, human druid. He has vigilance. Whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. That's good. Then you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. And then you can pay three tap, return target creature you control to its owner's hand.
1: So I like how this card just like keeps going, yeah. He's just yeah. got everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like cast creature, draw a card. Cool. That's a thing we've had before. And it's like put a land on the battlefield. Oh, that's some extra value. Mm-hmm. It's like oh yeah, and you get this ability you can do too. You're like whoa. This card says like this. This is great for new players. Yeah.
0: Whether it's commander or brawl or oathbreaker, this card is just fantastic because it's it's all value. This card is this is, this commander is going to see a ton of play. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, like, so much value. Yeah, I don't know if I'd build around it, just because I think it will be so popular. Yeah. But uh, it's it's just a great card. And I like when they do things like this for new players, where they're just like, hey, come play this fun game, and then they go and play Commander, and, you know, they play against some spikes, and they, you know, they, they realize how... Well, with this, they're going to be playing Brawl, though. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> like... right. Sorry, sorry. My mistake, yes. <laughs> just play Brawl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, they're still trying to make that happen. Um, uh, yeah, a- but if people, you know, if people buy the precons and it's successful, great. Sure, it's just I. What I can't get past is the rotation. Yeah, and you know, if it brings more players in, maybe it'll have the same effect as um, you know a standard rotation has on new players, where. You know, instead of going to play modern, another 60 card format, constructed format, they'll go and play commander yeah. after they, after they play brawl for
1: a few months and then their cards rotate and then they're like, he has a nice entry point into like getting into commander. Yeah. So it's, if, it's if, if you're scared of it or something. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's definitely good. From
0: yeah. It's definitely good from that perspective. But again, if you want to play a 60 card singleton format, just play Oathbreaker.
1: Sure. Right. Yeah. But anyways. I think the a, other thing to note about this is that Brawl will be coming to Arena. That was also announced. Exactly. I don't know if there's a yeah. date yet, but. Um,
0: I don't. They, it says here that there'll be a Brawl event October 26, 27 at local game stores near you. It's called Magic Weekend Brawl. And it's mm. a special multiplayer Brawl Day. You know, I've also never been crazy about the name. Brawl it out. Brawl. Yeah, it's like let's have a brawl, like Super yeah. Smash Brothers
1: Brawl. Like that yeah. sounds
0: fun, but because you're
1: beating each other up. Yeah, they should yeah. have
0: called it like Melee or something. Even though I know that's the name of another Super Smash that's- Brothers game. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, that was the most popular one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, so w- with this announcement, they also uh, talked a little bit about C nineteen Commander twenty nineteen. And they'll kick off, the the previews will kick off right around the corner at Gen Con, the first weekend of August. Uh, so we can look forward to that. And in the next, hopefully, uh, can you know, um, previews allowing, we'll be talking about that in the next couple episodes. Yeah, hopefully at. if
1: they say, like, you know, next week, like, we'll be getting those right around the corner actually and
0: yeah and we can get and um yeah and Eric and I have a commander league with a couple of other friends where we have like a point system and we play for packs and we you know we're allowed to make certain upgrades to our decks over the course of the league so that's something that we'll be talking about in the near future and we'll be giving you updates on it you know whatever decks Eric and I win um because we do a draft to determine who gets which decks like yeah. uh, choosing order so we'll uh we'll be talking about that as well so if that's something that that uh, you guys are interested in you know it, it would be fun to do that uh, yourselves so we can we and we can definitely release the um our our point system oh we can just like show up the the tallies and stuff and see where people are too yeah exactly yeah um follow yeah, along yeah it's just a fun thing to do with the new decks because we we play with them once out of the box but after that it kind of gets a little stale and the decks aren't as sort of aren't as fast aren't as tuned as we like to play with so yeah like with our
1: c18 I think our first round was
0: I was about a three
1: three and a half plus game. Yeah, like yeah. Oh.
0: and we got I was knocked out first, then you were knocked out. Yeah. And then it was Trevor and Riley. And Trevor ended up winning because he had Aminato and Ultimate. He ultimate and switched and Riley had a better board, so I think Trevor could swing in for lethal. I wasn't really paying attention at that point. But, <laughs> that's the gist uh, of it. Yeah, I that's think. the gist of it. And just like so many board wipes and you know, with I th- we've probably said this before that Planeswalker commanders tend to have tend to have an effect on the game that makes the game take longer because the damage you're throwing at them isn't being thrown at uh, opponents.
1: Yeah, so it's just like it's uh, padding people's life totals and stuff because you keep playing your obviously commander because they do oh, stuff for you too. And like, you
0: know, I don't want so and so's commander to ultimate. Let's we gotta focus at- on attacking it. but yeah. we won't kill it. Um, <laughs> so don't make them feel bad. But this year, you know, I, I don't think they're gonna do that again. Um, No, doing Planeswalker commanders. We've had a lot of Planeswalker stuff this year, so I think we can. I'm good with not getting more. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a bunch. (laughs) Uh, Maybe just maybe just one. But um, yeah, I am very excited because they did release. Speaking of, you know, continuing to talk about C nineteen, they did. uh, There was a bit of a spoil about the mechanics that each deck is going to be centered around. It's populate, flashback, madness, and morph is the fourth one so uh hearing those various mechanics kind of seems like flashback would be the most powerful but morph could be very very powerful as well with the right
1: commander yeah i'll see what they end up doing Mm -hmm. um also like the uh like madness could be really good um madness could be fast yeah yeah Get that aggro in there. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, but it's
0: always so exciting to think about what they're going to do, what the color combinations are going to be, what the new cards are going to be. And also the reprints, right? I think maybe, I hope that based on our reception of the decks last year that they'll put in a few better reprints. You know, I'm not I'm not saying put in, you know, like an Oracle of Moldiah card into each deck, uh, you know, into... Yeah. Like multiples into each deck, but like one card that's like, has like a $40 price tag, you know, just, just kind of something so that, because the decks are always more valuable um, if you bought the singles than if you just bought the precon at release. Yeah. So, so. give us some like really nice card in each one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah just, just one card. Yeah.
0: Um, and then that's good for players in the secondary market because then those cards are reduced in value. I think that's always a good thing uh, if they want to get new players then.
1: Yeah. Right. Always. Mm-hmm yeah well, like Oracle Modia, so at like forty fifty canadian it's it's yeah.
0: it's up there, yeah, I bought one well I bought one last year when we were doing our league, and I bought it for about thirty five last December or January, so it's probably climbed back up, and I don't know why it would be cheaper it hasn't had a reprint since centerndercar, yeah, no, I think
1: it's just still going up slowly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah, so that's that's sort of uh New and noteworthy in the world of magic, but let's get to the decks. So, Eric and I both took a stab at this, and uh, I did a lands deck. I did a Yark lands deck, and Eric, you
1: did a. I just went more for um, ETB values, so right? Yeah. Panharmonicon being one of my more favorite cards, and is Panharmonicon? If you have that on the battlefield,
0: does does the ETB trigger? four times
1: no just three yeah so it'll trigger like the, cre- the creature will trigger and then yark will make a trigger and then Panormonicon will make it trigger
0: okay yeah that yeah. makes
1: that makes sense so they're each making it trigger a
0: second time yeah okay that makes sense not four that'd be too good maybe yeah we're getting a little bit <laughs> but <laughs> it is a lot nice. of mana to you know to play them out on the same turn and then be able to play totally a card but it is commander the the format of big mana yeah <clears throat> So let's start off with like the goal of the decks. what and what is the goal of your deck, Eric? Like how
1: how do we win? Sure. Um, also, uh, we're not gonna go into detail about like every card, but uh, let's let's spotlight Yarok here a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, <laughs> I,
0: and it, which which is funny because I think um, I was listening to the Niv Mizzet episode, yeah. and I don't think we actually said we read what Niv Mizzet does, <laughs> cool. which is which is That's funny. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> This time we got it. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We're learning. Uh, so Yarak the Desecrated, um, he's an elemental horror. Costs two of anything, a black, a green, and a blue. So we're in these salt-eye colors. Um, he's a 3-5. He also has death touch and lifelink, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, they really didn't need to throw that on there, but, they it's, didn't, it's, but it's nice. They didn't, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so if a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. So the easiest way to do this is like an ETB trigger because once the creature enters the battlefield, um, it kind of procs Yarok to happen. Right. But it's also if you have something on the battlefield that says like when an, a permanent enters, something happens, Yarok will also duplicate that as well. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Like very, very in the same vein as Panharmonicon, but yes. as opposed to Panharmonicon, which is artifact or creature, Yarok is permanent.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so.
0: Yeah. Better. <laughs>
1: strictly better,
0: strictly be better, but a little bit easier to remove, <clears throat> as it's a creature.
1: Sure, yeah. <clears throat> well, pattern is an artifact.
0: Yeah, but it's just like there are more There's there are more wipes board stuff, wipes yeah. that
1: are j- that are tailored to removing creatures. Yes. All right. Um, so, as I touched on, um, my deck Yarok. Or Yoraka Yeah, I like that together. I like that
0: name on Dex so I, I did
1: yeah. yeah. Um and I do have to say that like Seth or Saffron Olive like did that first. Took okay. That. I saw that name and I was like, uh, I like that name too, though.
0: I got to do it as you're typing it in. Yeah. uh And we'll and we'll post both these decks. Uh, the links to them in the show notes, so you yeah. guys can check them out and build them if you want. And just see before, them in detail. Yeah. And... Before we get too into them, mine is a little bit cheaper. If you want sure. to, the lands, oh, which is unusual it's, for a lands deck because yeah. lands can be so expensive. Yeah. But I didn't do like you know
1: go two balls. I, to I didn't. Ball, I
0: like... didn't. I didn't do. I didn't do any of the the you know, OP fetches. Sure, yeah. I just did, like, the the poor man's fetches.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, um, the deck is basically based on trying to, um, popularize on ETB triggers. Yeah, you just,
0: you, you're on your way to value town.
1: Yeah. and, And all these cards in the deck are
0: just, propelling you there. That's that's all you're doing. You want to be the mayor of Value Town and you
1: don't ever want to leave. Never. You want to be like a senator. (laughs) You're appointed for life. (laughs) And so of course with the colors we have, um the deck does have some ramp since we're in green. Oh and then uh decent removal as well being with the black as well. So there's some things that keep it all together but you're basically trying to ramp, get those ETB triggers happening and uh just get a lot of value from your creatures entering the battlefield.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and you also you like you do have a crater hoof so that's a great way to win
1: yeah totally when,
0: when you just have a mass of, of creatures, creatures on board yeah yeah definitely and uh torment of hailfire, that's also yeah. a great way to win
1: good, love that good. card just some wincon con cards in there you always mm-hmm. need some of those definitely totally agree yeah and then like some value town stuff like maldrotha is great
0: oh definitely
1: playing cards of the graveyard and stuff so. for sure yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's just touching on that a little bit. How yeah. does your lands deck try to? My lands the deck. The goal of my
0: lands deck is it's
1: it's pretty boring, and
0: <laughs> uh, it wins using draw by drawing itself out by drawing your whole library. Not not quickly. Neither of our decks have any combos. No, uh, we're both running, interestingly enough, Deadeye Navigator, but no no combos, and you know we could have. Good yeah I think Deadeye Navigator just like goes. You got to have that
1: card with Yarok. Mm-hmm.
0: And what a, a great way to think about Deadeye Navigator is it's uh, it, somebody will expend a removal spell on it. So yeah. even if you don't get a ton of value off of it, you're getting rid of somebody's removal spell because they will assume they will assume you know probably fairly that it, it is part of a combo. But anyways, my win condition not as fun as yours. It's. Uh, it's Jace, Wielder of Mysteries, or Lab Maniac. So once you've drawn your whole deck, if you have either of those on the field, if you draw a card and you, uh, you lose the game, you win the game. I, I think those are the, the wording. But I also am running Craterhoof Behemoth as well. Um, Backup. Right. And with the, with the lands strategy, I am running a few token producers. And with the various creatures I'm running, hopefully I can get enough value going with with creatures and tokens that if i crater hoof i can steamroll um steam and in there hit the face right but yeah. but both these decks are these are long games that we're playing so they're not going to win they're not going to win quickly
1: yeah <laughs> no we're not going for like you know turn five six craziness just mm-hmm. yeah playing stuff out having some fun definitely yeah. yeah yeah but nobody likes to lose to a lab man so you're, yeah. I
0: feel like you, the way that you're winning is fun, and the way that I'm winning is just the way that I like to win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's also a really cool alternate win con, you know? Like, that's not usually how you win a game, is by drawing your whole deck out. And yes, and I have expressed
0: my my liking for alternate win cons on the show before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, I do think that Coalition Victory should be legal in the
1: format. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, funny enough, I totally forgot that card was banned, and so when I was doing the... Uh, Niv deck. I was like, oh, oh coalition yeah, victory. Totally. Go, co- yeah, yeah,
0: coalition victory. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go shit. It's banned. We should start doing that, putting cards in our on our deck techs, and then like so we can get comments that were where people are like, Oh, that's bad. That's bad. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, and speaking of which, we did get a comment from a listener on our um Color Pie series oh, cool. uh, um episode where we were talking about I think we talked about the the recent bans mm-hmm. and um I said that uh, Iona and Painter's Servant locks everyone out of the game, but Iona's just opponents, so it locks oh. it locks all opponents, opponents out of the game. Out, but not and yourself, then, and then they would concede. Yeah. I would assume, right? probably, <laughs> so, <laughs> unless they have like you know, I use like artifacts, right, or sure. or colorless like Eldrazi and colorless spells. So you know, but that's about it. So yes, that 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 does make sense. But also, cool. I I still feel that most people aren't going to play that no type of a deck because even if it's mono white and you have iona as a commander that's in the command zone and you have to you know you're playing mono white there are a lot of ways to search for artifacts and enchantments yeah there are but in mono white i don't know that there's an easy way to cheat iona onto the battlefield early there's artifacts where
1: you can cheat stuff in but i think that's it
0: Right. Yeah. You could do like Quicksilver Amulet or Thran, um, Thran Temporal Gateway. Yeah. So, yeah. But also like, that doesn't seem like a fun deck. No. You know, you're just kind Trying of... Trying to lock everybody out and win. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want your opponents conceding and that's how you win. <laughs> <laughs> you want
1: to beat them. Yes. Yeah. Into a pulp. Yeah. <laughs> Right. All right, so, um, yeah, I think we can just, like, detail a deck, go over it, and then detail the other one. For sure, yeah. Let's start with yours. Yeah, sure. All right, so, if you ever do look at the deck stats, I'm going to, like, kind of, like, read the title I have there, so. Yeah. Is that Dex Fun Tech? Yeah. We're going to start with that one? Let's start there. Good.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, we already talked about Deadeye.
1: Yeah. Um, And then we have three cards in here um, that kind of do the same thing. One of them is a little limited, but uh, there's Leyline of Anticipation. Uh, Vidalkin Aurory, and then Yeva Nature's Herald. So Yeva is the limited one because
0: you may cast green creature spells as though they had flash. Yeah. Instead of Vidalkin and
1: anticipation, where you can just cast everything. Everything. Um, so lots of lots of fun flash shenanigans there. So mm-hmm. just being able to play at the last possible time for whatever value, um, I think is always really fun to do. So absolutely um, keeps everyone on their toes. Yeah. And then, so, there is, like, um, there's more green creatures than, like, the other colors in this deck. And, of course, if your creature is, like, blue-green, it's still green. So, you can still cast it with mm-hmm. Yeva. Yeah, my deck is also predominantly green. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, Yeva you, works pretty well. There's only a few of the creatures that you can't cast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, but you can even cast Yarok.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is always fun.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, and then, so, on top of that, there's a little bit of a fun card, um, Loaming Shaman um so when loaming shaman enters the battlefield target player shuffles any number of target cards from their graveyard into their library i love loaming shaman really cool card really and good. so yeah. obviously yeah. with Yarok out there you get two triggers off of this mm-hmm. um but the nice part about casting uh loaming shaman at instant speed is that if somebody tries to wipe your graveyard you can actually cast loaming shaman in response and save your graveyard into your library
0: yeah very good
1: yeah And then, of course, Lomi Shaman is really cool because then, if you target somebody, you get to choose if you want them to put like their whole graveyard into their library or whatever. They have to. Right, a
0: graveyard deck, you could really hamstring them.
1: Yeah, so you can save your own graveyard and And or do it the opposite and just like get someone's graveyard out of there. Or do somebody a favor.
0: Yeah, yeah, very good.
1: So lots of tech there with that card. Pretty cool, but really cool. I thought of just like there's not many ways I don't think to like save your graveyard, so.
0: No, there's not, and, and at instant speed. And it's funny, because I run both uh, Yeva and Loming Shaman in Yisan, and I've never had oh. the opportunity to do that. Pull but that off, yeah. That's really, that's, that's really good. I like that a lot.
1: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, the other one, we've obviously talked about Panharmonicon already. Oh, yeah. So just duplicating more of our ETB triggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Very good card. Um, so, of course, since it's an ETB deck, uh, we want our creatures entering the battlefield to do stuff. So that's what this next place is called. Yes. ETB Wow right. Yes. I thought
0: that was a typo, but... No, I,
1: <laughs> purposefully. <laughs> uh, so we have the good old... Um, I guess this is just in alphabetical order. Um, we do have acidic slime just for removal. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It's lands, artifacts, and stuff like that. There is also a wreck sage in here as well for yep. the artifacts or enchantments. Yeah, and with, with Yarak, you can get two. Exactly. So those are great cards for that. And um,
0: Duplicant's also a removal spell.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it exiles creatures. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it's cool because you can duplicate the ability, and then so whichever one it exiles last will be what it, what it copies. Right. For yeah. the power if, toughness. If you so choose. If you so choose. Yeah. yeah.
0: And if it's a creature. But no, Duplicant... Uh, uh, yeah, you always have to exile a non-token creature, so...
1: Yeah. Okay. But for six mana, exiling two or even three things, that's pretty sweet. Also,
0: like, in decks that have difficulty exiling creatures specifically, or removing creatures, like green or red yeah i mean red can get rid of creatures but it's usually with direct damage exactly so um duplicate is really a really good card in those decks or c- like colorless decks or mono blue decks right duplicate is a really i think kind of an underrated card yeah for that kind of thing it's six mana but it, it exiles it's it's a
1: permanent removal it's just i love duplicate i Me need you ever see it yeah i do like i do like duplicate a lot mm-hmm. try and get it in my decks oh yeah um we also talked about crater hoof just getting there um you yeah. also get the trigger doubled with Yarok. exactly and
0: <laughs> and in the same vein you also have god eternal ronus which yes. has a similar
1: effect and also
0: doubles if you have Yarok. yeah all these things we're probably gonna be saying that a lot but yeah all these
1: things double Double. yeah <laughs> um yeah you get the double double from god ronus since it just says it doubles power like when uh, you go to tim hortons and get a coffee you get double, a double double, double. Yeah. that's god ronus i Yarak. get about like eight creams that's my that's my coffee <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. It's usually
0: the face that they make. (laughs)
1: Um, Being ETBs, I like the primordial creatures. So I do have diluvian primordial and also the sepulchral primordial. I love the primordials. They cost a lot, but
0: they get a lot of value. I think they're really worth the cost.
1: Yeah, they are kind of more of a, especially the diluvian primordial. Sometimes I do find that I miss with it. There's just no good, like, instant sorceries out, and it's just, like, the game ends. It's just like, well, that creature is kind of useless. But uh, those times you get something good is pretty fun. I do. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, But people are always playing creatures, like Sepulchre Primordial. You just get creatures back from everyone's graveyard. Like, that card is real powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone's always playing creatures, for sure. Oh, yeah. Again, more graveyard stuff. Eternal Witness just brings back cards from your graveyard. Um super good <laughs> you can even save some cards from graveyards that way as well someone tries to hit your graveyard you're like well i'm gonna get that first mm-hmm. yeah definitely um hostage shaker standard all-star oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> hostage shaker is really cool because not only is it kind of removal you can actually still cast whatever you exile with it yes definitely so enters the battlefield take a couple things maybe even cast them now they're yours and if they and if you take ETB creatures, then we're just getting a whole ton of value there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, you have
0: Mystic Snake. Yeah, that's a removal. I would. I like. I usually consider counter spells kind of removal spells. Sure. Yeah. Um, because you are removing a a, a card,
1: right? Whether it's a whether it's an instant sorcery or what have you. Mm-hmm. And it is a may. So then it's like if yark is out and there's only one spell on the stack. You can still just only have to target that one spell.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Um also removal's great, so we got the uh, Noxious Gear Hulk. Oh yeah, the Gear Hulks are all good. Hmm. I actually ended up putting also the Verterous Gearhulk in here too. Just because it's an ETB, when it enters, you put four plus one plus one counters on stuff. Yeah, and like that's good because this deck is a slow grind. Yeah. Yeah. So just making some things bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Maul in there for some card draw. Uh, that's a great card. Um, and then Phyrexian Delver, again, more graveyard stuff. Takes stuff out of the graveyard. <laughs> what is the average CMC of this deck? Uh, oh, 4.28. 4.2, yeah. That's high. It was like, so when I had initially built it, it was around like 3 point something. Yeah, the original
0: build of this was, high, was lower than mine. Yeah. Mine is, uh, mine's still pretty high. Mine's 3 point... Mine's 3.97, so mine's still a little bit. Yeah, I think
1: mine was like 3.5 or 3.6 when I initially did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: but then I took out some stuff. I was like, I'm just throwing some more fun cards in here. Yeah, and of so. course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we're, we're here to have fun. Um, Prime Speaker Zagana, just like Maldrifter, is going to draw you some cards. Um, Rune Scar Demon is great with Aerok because you get multiple tutors off of it. So oh, yeah. Super powerful. Sire <clears throat> um, um, of Stagnation. I didn't even know about this card. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's for a blue and a black. For a uh, Eldrazi, it has devoid, so it has no color. Whenever a land enters the battlefield, under an
1: opponent's control, that player exiles the top two cards of his or her library, and you draw two cards. So not only can you get some, like, accidental value of, like, exiling your opponent's library, you draw cards off it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah,
0: your lands, whenever a land enters the battlefield, if you have Yaruk, it doubles that trigger so you get to draw four cards and they have to exile four cards yeah that's awesome
1: i think you can also like target um because it's going to be two separate triggers you could hit two different people with it that's right you could spread spread it it around make two people mad yeah yeah (laughs) Or (laughs) make one person really mad (laughs) i think that's probably a
0: better political move just make one person mad you think so i think so yeah instead of hitting two people because then it's, it's not as much though but I'd rather have a one would rather have one enemy to deal with than than two enemies because that will, the those two enemies are gonna have more resources
1: than a single than enemy. Than a single, yeah. yeah. And if, maybe they won't be mad at you for it because you just wanna draw cards.
0: Maybe. I think you're still gonna be a little bit mad. And <laughs> and one enemy, if you if you make them very mad, they're gonna make very emotional, irrational decisions. Right. And that can be beneficial to you. So the right. best thing to do is to make one person very mad instead of spreading out All right. the anger.
1: I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, multiple triggers all going to the same person. <laughs> uh, and then again, more card draw with Soul of the Harvest. Oh, yeah, Soul of the Harvest. You also have Sower of Temptation, steal two creatures. Yeah. Um, yeah, Venser for bouncing stuff. Yeah, that's a remo- I think Venser is a removal spell. Yeah, totally. Especially because he can hit stuff on the stack too. <sighs> He's so good. So good. <laughs> any, any card that says, like,
0: return or exile a spell is just very powerful very very yeah
1: (laughs) uh and then we have the woodfall primus which is more removal just like the noxious gear hog enters destroy permanent Mm -hmm. it does have persist too which is kind of nice yeah absolutely yeah
0: definitely and woodland bellower which lets you tutor for a creature and put it onto the battlefield it has to be three cmc or less and it can't be legendary but it's still amazing card for six mana
1: oh hands down um play bellower get an eternal witness and if you have your arc out something else i don't know (laughs) <laughs> you can just get so much value off of playing that card, I think, in like one go. Definitely. All right. Um, next up, we have a little list I just called Keeping It All Together. So these are not ETB cards, but stuff that's in the deck that uh, adds more value. Just And just like keeps your board intact. Yeah. Right? Just stops people from getting you. You do need some removal, not just off the creatures. Right. If someone plays a Torpor Orb... <laughs> You gotta get rid of it you it can't just it.
0: it can't all be rex age
1: yeah <laughs> uh, that that would hurt your only removal for the card on the battlefield is shut off by the card in the battlefield don't you're do like, that don't do yeah i've been don't there don't leave yourself in that there. position don't do that play you know
0: run nature's claim run beast within that's sure. an amazing card if you're, in, any if you're in white run
1: generous gift yeah a you know, new one just take yes. our advice please <laughs> Um, so of course, uh, we'll have some counter spells in there. So I got the arcane denial and good old counter spell. Nice. Too I, many counter spells, you like. know
0: how much I love arcane denial.
1: Yeah. I, I appreciate you that you put it in the deck. Cool. <laughs> I didn't actually use arcane denial, but, uh, after we talked a little bit more about it, I'm like, I like that card. I'm going to start throwing it in all my decks. Yeah. Run blue. Right. And, you know, and even though I've said that people might not be as mad
0: because you counted their spell, but they get to draw two cards, they still might be mad. They still might be. Because, you know, what, I got an Arcane Denial cast on me a couple of weeks ago, and I was still mad enough to kill the person that did it on the same turn. So...
1: <laughs> <You>
0: <laughs> and he was not away. the threat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he countered two of my spells in one turn, and he was surprised when I killed him. Well, he countered two spells. I know. He countered two spells, and I only got cards off the first counterspell, and I didn't get those cards until my next opponent's next turn. So, yeah, you know. And anyways, great card. I still love <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh,
1: did throw a Baleful Strix in here. I think it's just, uh, it replaces itself. If you have the way to get, yeah, the Arc or Panoronicon, obviously you get more cards. Definitely. Um, but he's got Death Touch, yeah, this can They're definitely blocker. be a, a removal. Yeah.
0: It's it's an attacking deterrent for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. people aren't going to want to lose your creature to yours.
0: Definitely. Especially early game. Baleful Strix can be so good. Oh, yeah. You just got a fortress up. And you have Casualties of War, another War of the Spark all-star. I love
1: this card. Hands down, yeah. This is
0: like a Super Saiyan Decimate.
1: Nice. I love this card. <laughs> love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, we're in blue. Cyrift. Syrift.
0: Got to do it. Yep. Sorry. Until it gets s- banned, you gotta you gotta do it. It's probably the next the the guys on uh, um, Commander Central. Uh, good show. Check it out. They uh, uh, Dana. He's he's been saying that he thinks that Sire is going to get banned, and I got to say, I I kind of agree with him. Really? When you, well, when you consider their rationale for banning Iona and Panharmonicon, mm-hmm. and you know the feel bads that ensue, and that those cards don't always lead to a win immediately Okay. cyclonic rift can do that i think we've all been in games where someone casts a cyclonic rift because maybe maybe they do have an advantage but they're not going to win right away and people have to rebuild and it just makes the game take longer so i'm just saying that i think this card is definitely on the ban horizon <laughs> but that being said fantastic card i still
1: find it like <clears throat> It's a board wipe that colors that usually don't have board wipes get unlocked, you know? Well, you can play evacuation or
0: washout or um sure, or, uh, but then a, like a people's band. Uh what's
1: the I guess thing? 'cause this one's one sided.
0: Yeah, one sided board wipes are amazing. Yeah. Of course. No no. That's no, why no, people hate no,
1: it. No arguments here. Cause then Blacksaw has one sided board wipes as well. Like
0: Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. Um but there's something about Cyclonic
1: Rift. I think it just has that like. It's name, because but, like, it's instant speed. It. Yeah. That's what makes it so backbreaking. People like just like swing out for a lot attack and you're like, rift haha.
0: Or I'm gonna cast this on the end step before my turn. Yeah. Right. You can't do that with
1: Garrick's Wake or Plague Wind. Right? No, so you get to rebuild first. Yeah.
0: And even White has one sided board wipes in terms of like Dusk Dawn or or um Fell the Mighty. Yeah. Right? You know, if you if you're playing like um a weenie deck or an Arcades deck, so yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm not sure. I've, uh, I don't uh know. It's one of my feelings. You know, I have feelings. It's like The Shining. Sure. I, think I got like a bit of The Shining. You know, when like you're listening to the radio, and you, you think of the song that's going to come on next, and then
1: that's the it, song. It is a song.
0: Yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those. It's like I, you know, I'm not saying it's a real thing. I don't want to sound like a crazy person, but <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know. Maybe sell your copies. I, I have a bunch, so. Well, they're yeah, yeah. Get some traded value. I'm just, but you know what? Don't take my word for
1: it. Sure. Yeah. Reading Rainbow. Uh, next up, little protection, dark steel plate. Yeah. I think this card's great, and I, I, the price has been going up more recently. because I don't remember this? it being like ten bucks Canadian. What does it go for? Ten bucks. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't, cause
0: I've never seen. I don't. I can't remember ever seeing it on the battlefield. Yeah. Interesting. There's
1: just so many exile effects now. There are. But it's also like if you're running like um, boots or something like that, um, that does give hex proof against like single targeted stuff. But um, Darksteel Plate is great because board wipes and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. the plate itself is indestructible as well. So, even if you end up getting the creature somehow, the plate's still going to be around if you exile the creature and then you can still make something else indestructible. And it's still a big pain. Not all your removal cards are exile.
0: No. No, it's, it's the minority, I would yeah. say, is exile. Um yeah, that's two removal spells at least.
1: Yeah, so. Mm. Um, and then uh Demonic Tutor, get a card you need. Yeah, what can we say? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh Finale of Devastation, new card. I like this one. Man, War of the Spark has so many good cards. It does. Yeah, it was a good <laughs> it was a fun set. <laughs> so good. Um but yeah, it's kinda like how you need that win con with um uh crater. crater roof. Roof. Yeah. That's you, another crater hoof kind of a um. Effect, or
0: get Donaldson so. Aronus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like the card itself gives that plus. Yeah, exactly. If X mm-hmm. is ten or more, which you should cast it for that, you know, you're getting that plus there. And you could do
0: each one of these, Crater Hoof, Aronis, and Devastation over the course of a long game yeah. and grind people out, you know, with just with just repeated combat damage. You know, yeah. It's like, not it's not just one big swing.
1: It's multiple mm-hmm. big swings. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stupid thing. Uh, Guardian Project. You just draw more cards? I think, like, if you're running green, you should oh, run that yeah. card.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Such a good card.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Heroic Intervention. More protection. Hexproof and indestructible. So S- you're not touching my board this turn. Such a good card. So good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maldrotha the Grave Died. This card has so much value. Oh, yeah. You can just keep playing multiple cards out of your graveyard every turn. Yeah, as long as no one removes it from the game you're yeah. good yeah exactly you are good to go i was thinking of having because of all the flash stuff a seedborn Muse use as well because of with moldrotha i'm like you can just keep casting stuff out of your graveyard right moldrotha does read your turn though yes it does so not quite super broken <laughs> yeah still uh living death for a board wipe slash just get creatures out there
0: yeah and and with moldrotha you know, you can cast everything that you just put in the graveyard. Yeah, and obviously not on the same turn because yeah. if Muldroth is on the field, it's gonna go to the graveyard with Living Death. But yeah, Living Death is an amazing board wipe in the right deck. It's just
1: super strong, just the best. Yeah. Um, and then Rise of the Dark Realms, just a super fun card. Again, that's why it's in here. Yeah, I just I this love is this bumping card. up that uh, mana curve. Oh yeah, and like,
0: <laughs> I, well, I I actually recently put this card into. Uh, my slivers deck just because it's like a big mana card and I want to get my slivers back and you know and getting other creatures back great why not yeah yeah Um, (laughs) yeah just yeah and I was surprised at the price of this card really yeah I haven't looked at it recently it's up there it's like yeah I think I got a foil for about 35 bucks yeah so I mean it's a mythic from a core set I don't think it's ever been reprinted yeah I mean correct me if I'm wrong and I hope that uh, the listeners do (laughs) (laughs) truly truly (laughs) <laughs> uh you also have Torment of Hailfire. Great card. Yeah. Uh, also like a backbreaking card. It's it can this kind of card can allow you to wipe the board for your opponents and swing in for some much much needed damage, maybe even lethal.
1: Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, and then another fun card. Yeah, I want you to read this one because I, I don't know that this is a very well known card. Sure. So we have villainous wealth. Um, It's an X and then black, green, blue. For a sorcery, um, target opponent exiles the top X cards of his or her library. You may cast any number of non-land cards with converted mana costs X or less from among them without paying their mana costs. So let's say X is 10, nice round number, 13 mana, target somebody, the top 10 cards of the library get flipped up. Any letter, 10 or less, which should be all of them. Um, <laughs> you get a cast say like, an Emrakul, right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just get to cast them all for free. Um, a lot of value there. Yeah, um, that's just a really fun,
0: really fun card. That does, And that doesn't feel good either. Getting no. It the...
1: <laughs> feels good for you. But of course it feels yeah. good for you, yeah. <laughs> but unlike Torrent of Hailfire or sanguinary or something, where it's just, like, a card looking to end the game, mm-hmm. this is just getting more value for yourself and... It's more random, but uh, some fun things can happen when you oh, cast definitely. a spell. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you have like this and. Um, oh, I was
0: trying to think of some like chaos type card, but I can't remember what it's called. So <laughs> we'll move
1: on. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, have a little bit of a. You have land tech. Some land tech. So these creatures kind of help with lands and stuff like that. And there's an artifact in here, too. Yeah, Crucible. Crucible worlds, layers in your graveyard, get them out. Hope um, you hope you bought them last summer. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know I just picked one up. And yeah. Was... <laughs> Yikes. But you oh know ye- what?
0: You know what? In a few months, they're going to be 60 bucks. So it's,
1: it's good, gonna get it good on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we got Cultivate and Kunama's Reach. Same Solid thing. cards. Yep. Yep. Gotta love it. Uh, Lotus Cobra. Lotus Cobra with Yarok is incredible. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: Just, yeah. Lotus Cobra is... I mean, I know it's... I don't think it's an underrated card, but I just think it's i think it's an underplayed card yeah because you can get so with fetch lands and 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 that kind of a thing i it's just so good
1: it's so unassuming and then when you have yarik out there you play your fetch land you get two mana crack it get another land well you play yeah
0: exactly yeah yeah
1: (laughs) so you have a total of like five mana off of one land you're like okay (laughs) (laughs) um we got the rampaging bailouts um token production token production left one of those in there Raman of Excavator does the same thing as Crucible Worlds. Place mm-hmm. lands from the graveyard. Solemn. Grab a basic. Draw a card. Draw a card. Well, grab, you, two we, grab two and basics. Grab two basics. Draw a card. Draw a card when he dies.
0: And then play him from the graveyard with Moldrotha.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, newer uh, Springbloom
0: Druid. Yeah, this is like Harrow on a stick. Yeah. But the lands don't come into play
1: untapped. Correct, yeah. Um, <clears throat> oops. Then we got Tatiova. Lands coming in, drawing cards, gaining life, tons of value, so yeah, much value. Love this card, um, the Gitrog monster. Yes, I don't know. I know what <laughs> what lands go in your graveyard. Right, you draw cards. Yeah, it's more, value value, heavy engine. <laughs> uh, tireless Tracker. I have a soft spot for that card. I don't know why. Yeah,
0: no, it's a, it's a good card, and it's a good card draw engine in this deck.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. You're just getting all those clues and then just tap them. Definitely get, and get some get some more cards. Yeah, um, Hydra. I like this card a lot. Because you get any land. Any
0: land. It's so good. And it doesn't (laughs) come into play. uh, It does come into play tapped, but still, it doesn't matter. It's it's any any land. land. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it has
1: reach and its power toughness are equal to the number of lands you control. So it's going to be a big beater. It has reach if you're a pl- problem of flying stuff. And, yeah, get any land out of your deck is really good. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. Two, uh, or two, two of any lands. Or even three. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, see, <it's> <laughs> that's, the, that's the god situation. God situation. I want it to happen. <laughs> um, Wood Elves, again, any forest. Yep. Can be duels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, Worldbreaker. Yeah, this is a cast trigger, so you're not getting the Yarrick value. No. But... Um, you can keep recurring it by sacrificing a land, and if yep. we can play lands out of the graveyard, it's a recurring. Yes, yeah. and because
0: it is a cast trigger, even if it gets countered, you, you still get. Yeah, you still get the removal trigger, mm-hmm. the the cast trigger, and if it gets countered and goes to your graveyard, you can just recur it. Yeah, so very very just awesome card. I love Worldbreaker. I I actually so want I run one of these in my mono green Tron deck.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah,
0: I or at least I did it's still you know how you have like the sideboard and then you have like the the side side sideboard (laughs) yeah i'm not sure which one it's floating around in or if it's still main deck i can't remember i I mean with with car the great creator and all like the microsynth lattice and the incinering bridge i'm not sure where everything ended up yeah (laughs) but
1: i digress uh and rounding that out is the zendikar resurgent
0: yeah Just double up that mana. Yep. And there's lots of creatures in this deck, so you're gonna be drawing lots of cards. Yeah, yeah. Still a cast trigger, but but still very just a very good card because you're not always gonna have Yarik on the field. No, you're not. It's probably gonna get removed a lot because it's just such a value
1: engine. Yeah, people aren't gonna want to be seeing it out too much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Moving on, we have some mana artifacts. Um, I'm just gonna list these guys off. Sure. Chromatic Lantern, Commander Sphere the three signets in our colors so demir Golgari, and simic and then soul ring so
0: awesome yeah
1: mana fixing mana ramp we know it uh utility lands so we have a land in here that also helps us use flash alchemist refuge yeah so it does cost some mana uh green blue and then tap this land so three mana uh will let you play uh cast spells this turn as though they had flash yeah, it's so, like Emergent Zone, but you have to sacrifice Emergent Zone. Yeah, so this one just stays on the battlefield for mm-hmm. you, so. Yeah, but, like, you have enough stuff in
0: here that lets you play lands from the graveyard that Emergent Zone is probably, like, a fine include. You think so? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I put it in my deck, but we'll get to that.
1: Cool, yeah. I might want to throw that one in. Um then we have Blast Zone, removal on a land. Why not? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, bog with Yarok. We got the Two double graveyard 8 mm-hmm. Um Field of the Dead. If you're even running like a two color deck in Commander, I really think you should just run Field of the Dead. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just lands with different names. You start getting zombies. This card is a lot of value. Yeah, just chump blockers. It's it's really good. Oh, even yeah. though it comes into play tapped, I i put this in my deck as well. Yeah, it's such a good land. Mm-hmm. Uh we got Reliquary Tower, because we're gonna draw a lot of cards. Uh strip mine. Because people have lands that you need to get rid of. Yep. And then Urborg. Yeah, I think you I might have had a plan for this land, and then didn't implement it totally. Uh, oh well, well, you you also have uh, coffers. No, no, I don't. That's why I said I didn't have a plan for it. Oh, you should throw coffers in because yeah. I mean that helps with like <laughs> torment and and right? wealth. Right? So. It's a little bit of an oversight. Eh, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. And then yeah, uh, other than that, we have twenty eight other lands that are just in there, mainly for. Um, fixing just, fixing just, and stuff just having a good
0: land base right? um, breeding pool command tower demir aqueduct yeah a which, couple which would bounce two lands if you have Yarak on the field so, so be, be careful. careful yeah be careful <laughs> jinx <laughs> uh you uh, we got drowned aqueduct three forests gogari rod farm same thing bounce land inchland harbor three islands misty rain forest morphic pool i love these battle bond lands they're I don't have good. any
1: yet. To, I really. You
0: got to pick those up,
1: man. I know. I don't know. They're going doing. up in
0: price. Yeah, I saw. Y- you should have picked them up like last summer when they were <laughs> like dirt cheap. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the foil prices? Like I picked up a couple of foils at like twenty five bucks a piece. No, and they're like, man, they're nuts. The what? foils. What? Yeah, oh jeez, it's a bit. It's a bit. Oh. Don't look. Don't okay. don't look. You're <laughs> just gonna get upset.
1: <laughs> uh, I do want to say like uh, the nurturing peatland and also the waterlog grove. I, I put think those really in my nice. deck. Yeah. yeah exactly especially with um being able to play lands again
0: yeah and yeah. get yeah draw cards off that so
1: Definitely. much card draw
0: overgrown tomb good duel polluted delta simon growth chamber you got the respective temples
1: yeah because again if you have your arc out, you just scry two. that's right
0: you do i didn't think about that
1: yeah oh mm-hmm.
0: watery grave and woodland cemetery Cool. Oh, also you have a Bring catacombs. catacombs. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably like the price difference in our decks. Is oh, like yeah, I do have those
1: fetches. Like I didn't put the I. I only put like the
0: poor man's fetches in my deck.
1: And I only put those in there because like if I was thinking of building this deck, I do have those fetches, so. Oh, perfect. You good to go. Yeah, <laughs> but that's probably a big part of the price difference. I would say so, yeah, because
0: my – your deck is – on deck stats, it's 719.96, and mine
1: is 556.43. And then, like, I think Verdant is, like, 60, and then Misty's like, 50, 60 as well. So that's, like, a good – yeah, it's probably right there. It's up there. (laughs) So um, it's
0: sort of serendipitous that we finished off with the lands on your deck because the way that I laid mine out, I did the lands first – and I'm running 41 lands and I'm running a bunch of fetch lands. We've got the... Cool. And that's also, that's six more than I'm doing because I was 35. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm doing like the Bant Panorama. I have I have Blighted Woodland. I have Evolving Wilds, Terramorphic Expanse. I have Grixis Panorama, Jund Panorama. Myriad Landscape is a fetch land. And I am running a Prismatic Vista and I, I already said I'm running the the two um, horizon lands that, mm-hmm. you know, I can run. Yeah. Bajuka Bog, same thing. Blast Zone, same thing. I'm running Besaidu, who shelters all. Did you have that in your deck? I didn't. And this is just... I mean, even it's though a- I'm running blue and I can run counter magic, I like this land just for... You know the cards that I'm going to use for my win condition. Well, it only affects instants and sorcery, so that doesn't deal with my win condition. But it just sometimes you just need to make that board wipe stick, yeah. Or you know that scape shift stick, and yep. you want to make sure, especially if you're in a heavy control meta. This is a really good card, and not terribly overpriced. <clears throat> I'd say it's about a twenty to thirty dollar card. Yeah, for point. what it does, I think it's still. Really good card. Definitely. You know, we've got, we've got all, all the, all the shock lands, um, that we can run command tower fields of the dead ghost town, which is a really, uh, fun land. It it adds a uh, colorless to your mana pool or you can pay zero return ghost all land right. to its owner's hand, activate this ability only on, only if it's not your turn. So you can just, if you don't have any more lands, you can keep bouncing this to your hand and getting landfall triggers type triggers. Yeah. Yeah glacial chasm doesn't tap for mana but stops opponents from well people can attack you but it prevents all damage that would be dealt to you whether it's combat or otherwise you do have to cumulative upkeep pay two life but with um because it's a lands deck i'll i can sacrifice it and then play it for my graveyard so i can get around that cumulative upkeep relatively easily totally uh, we have Haunted Fengraph. We're not running a huge amount of creatures in this deck, so Haunted Fengraph is good because the oh, the, the randomness can be sort of mitigated. Yeah, because we have so few creatures. Because it's just you can tap it for a colorless, or you can pay three, tap it, sacrifice Haunted Fengraph, return a creature card at random from your graveyard to your hand. We got um, 10 Forests, 4 Islands, 3 Swamps. Maze of Ith doesn't have for mana, but gets around those pesky Voltron strategies as long as they're running uh, a creature without Hexproof (laughs) or Shroud. Um, Reliquary Tower. And because this deck is going to try to win by drawing a ton of cards, we don't want to have to discard any. Strip Mine. Come on. Gotta have it. Uh, The next thing... Uh, The next topic is... I just want to say also just counting. It looks like you have eight uh, fetch lands in here, so... Right, yes. And being able to replay those and and fetch again. Yeah. mm -hmm. And with the amount of basics,
1: I have 17 basics, so, mm, you know. I think it should still be pretty good. You're getting Mm -hmm. all those landfall triggers. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, instead of just having to wait for your lands, you're getting two pretty much triggers off of every Mm -hmm. single one land.
0: Yeah, and the deck is trying to draw... Itself out, so by thinning it out by by getting all those lands, it's you know that's that's the idea.
1: Yeah, and get rid of
0: those lands, you're going to be drawing your gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I did do kind of a group hug. There's there's a portion of the, the next topic we're going to talk about is ramp, and I did do kind of a group hug part of the ramp. So some of cool. the ramp, uh, the ramp is almost completely in the form of creatures. But the, and entering the battlefield, but we're also allowing opponents to search their libraries with these creatures. So we've got Avatar of Growth, which is probably a, maybe a slightly less well-known cards. It's from the, uh, I think the product was called Game Nights, Game Night. I think it was Game Night because the Command Zone podcast has Game Nights, but it's like K-N-I-T-H.
1: Yeah. And it's like, there was just G-H- like five T- monocolored decks, right? Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, But this, yeah, this is, and this is the green one. It's, uh, this spell costs one less to cast for each opponent you have. It has trample. When Avatar of Growth enters the battlefield, each player searches their library for up to two basic land cards, puts them onto the battlefield, then shuffles their library. So if you have Yarok, it's four. And this is just, you know, I think people will maybe less inclined to try and kill you if. You you're have, giving them lands. You're giving them lands, yeah. definitely. I like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. We have Borderland Explorer, which um, is when Borderland Explorer enters the battlefield, each player may discard a card. Each player who discarded a card this way may search their library for a basic land card, reveal it, and put it into their hand, then shuffle their library. Hmm. Cavalier of Thorns. Oh, yeah. Um, sort of a, a, a similar thing. Uh, Clear the land, which is an old card from Mercadian Mask. I haven't heard of this one. Yeah, I had neither, actually. <laughs> Each player reveals the top five cards of his or her library, put all cards revealed this way onto the battlefield, tapped, and exile the rest. So I actually found this card when I was doing research, building my Tatiova deck, because, you know, I'm running 60 lands, so it's much more likely that I'll hit five lands. Off totally. Of this. That's um, cool. Coiling Oracle, great ATB trigger. Farhaven Elf, same thing. Fertilid, not an ETB trigger, but you can target a player, so it sort of goes along with that group hug kind of strategy. Yeah. And it it is a, the lands are entering the battlefield, so that's more what we're concerned about. Growth Spiral, playing multiple lands.
1: Uh, Yeah, and then you also have, like, more cards. We have the Jungle Wayfinder and also... There was one more old
0: growth dryads right, yeah, right uh, lotus Cobra. we we discussed Parks.
1: that
0: <laughs> uh, Oracle of moldiah just we we also talked about that a little bit at the beginning of the show um, <laughs> good card yeah, just a good card, good good lands card uh risen reef a uh, great new card. Uh, whenever Risen Reef or another elemental enters the battlefield under your control, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield tapped. If you don't put the card onto the battlefield, put it in your
1: hand. So you're basically drawing cards, but if it's a land, it gets to go in the battlefield right away. And the card you, really and powerful. And then you get landfall triggers. Yeah. Double landfall triggers if you have Yark on the battlefield. Oh, man. <laughs> All the value. And I was wondering, and I was kind of looking, I think you had about like... 11 or 12 elementals in here. So I think...
0: Yeah. ...Risen yeah. Reef actually... I think we'll get... Um, decent amount of value. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Soul Ring, you know. Yep. Spring, Spring Bloom Druid. As well. Talked about that. Good
1: card. The Gitrog Monster. Mm-hmm. Did that. Wayward Swordtooth. So Wayward Tooth, I was surprised at the price. Oh, what is it? Yeah. So when I last looked, I think it's even gone up since I last looked, but it is now sitting at about 18 bucks. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I threw a couple uh I picked up a couple of foil ones, one for my. Uh, uh, one for my Gitrog Monster deck, and one for my um, uh, Angry Omnath deck, mm-hmm. like back. You know, a few months after it came out because I don't think it's all like standard play or anything, but it's a great commander card. Any card like, that it says card. you can put an, adi- you can play an additional land on each of your turns is a really good card. And I then think if a- you see those cards, pick them up for commander because looks like the price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was in my, f- uh, when I drafted uh, Rivals of Ixalan the first time, this was in my draft. I just picked it up because, you know, it's like a three mana five five. Yeah. I mean, I read the rest of the card. I knew yeah. I couldn't attack him. <laughs> Three mana, five, five. Whoa. Oh, take it. <laughs> uh, wood Elves, just a great card, especially when you can do it twice. Yeah. Um, the next category I have is Graveyard Interaction. Mm-hmm. So Crucible, Eternal Witness. I have Life from the Loam. Good card for your Lands for Deck. For your Lands Deck. Hands down. Moldrotha.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pl-
0: playing Lands from the Graveyard. Ramanek. Reminap Excavator, just a crucible on a stick. Splendid Reclamation, bringing all those lands back, getting all those triggers. Very good. World Shaper. World Shaper does the same thing, but what's great about World Shaper is whenever World Shaper attacks, you may put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard, getting more uh, lands into the graveyard triggers. And we do have a couple of cards that um, are affected by that. One of them being Turn Timber Sower. This is a card from commander 18 whenever one or more land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere create a 0-1 green plant creature token then you can pay one green sacrifice three creatures return target land card from your graveyard to your hand so this card's kind of slow but i found it's been very powerful because you don't just have to sacrifice the green plant creature tokens you can sacrifice any creatures
1: yeah, and I definitely saw like effect. in our uh, in our league like that card actually. It did work. Did work.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This card definitely is still in the uh, Lord Windgrace deck. Heck yeah! All right, so the next category I have is card draw. I have Corsair of Crufix in here. I know it's not card draw; it's more card selection in a way, a little
1: bit. But yeah, you can still like get through your deck. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so that's why it's in here. Guardian Project again if you're running green guardian project (laughs) horn of greed uh i know some players want to sort of tend to steer away from cards that can help your opponents Mm -hmm. win the game but because we're playing a lands deck horn of greed is going to give us so much more value like your opponents may get value uh, but it's helping you more yeah. So, you know, I I really like Horn of Greed and I, I think um I'm surprised I don't see it played more. I yeah. know Will used to play it in his uh uh Get Monster deck. Cool, yeah. Because it just gives yourself
1: so much, more so much more value.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, and I think we talked about that a bit on our um our Color pie series episode, cards like open the vault or like Roar of Reclamation. Mm. You know? It's like you don't I don't feel like I don't see those cards as much as I should because in a deck that's like artifact centric or artifact and enchantment centric you know most people aren't playing those kinds of decks so they might get back a soaring and a lightning greaves but that's it right? yeah you're getting back your 10, whole win karma. condition right. yeah yeah <laughs> so we have moldrifter you know just good nissa vital force i i really love this planeswalker because you can plus she's she has five loyalty and you can plus her once and then she's at six loyalty, and her ultimate is minus six. And her ultimate is: you get an emblem with whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control,
1: you may draw a card. Great for land strategy, like exactly. And not many planeswalkers can like ultimate the turn after they come into play. No, to- totally. Yeah. yeah, she's she's very good.
0: We have Seers Sundial. Uh, Seers Sundial actually has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay two if you do draw a card. Cool. Yeah, so something to do with your mana. Yeah, uh, it's a mana sink, and with Yarek, you do have to pay two additional mana, but you draw two cards, so not terrible. It's kind of bad.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if you want to draw cards. Yeah, for sure. And and, if, you and, and you're playing a Lance
0: deck, so you have lots of mana. Yeah, and then right? if you only want to pay two mana for one card, you can do that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, totally. Sire of Stagnation, great card, especially in a lands deck. Tatiova, Bethic Druid, talked about that. Tireless Tracker. Hey, mm-hmm. it's like we're building the same deck or Look something. <laughs> <clears throat> okay my removal package also has acidic slime also has arcane denial also has cyclonic rift Ooh. i have in wake which is a one-sided board wipe destroy yeah. all creatures you don't control and all planeswalkers you don't control perfect but it costs nine mana it does but still
1: worth it because it's one-sided
0: definitely we have Crozon yeah. grip which i always advocate putting in your green decks because oh, yeah. it That's has a split second Massacre Worm. Ooh. Really good in this deck. Uh, when Massacre Worm enters the battlefield, creatures your opponent's control get minus two, minus two until end of turn. Whenever a creature an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, that player loses two life. So that's a static effect or a triggered effect, but it's the whole game. It's not just based on Massacre Worm's ETB trigger.
1: Yeah, I totally forgot about that card.
0: And uh, Massacre Worm is three and three black. This card is also pretty pricey. Because it's a mythic from Mirrodin Besieged. What's that, is that? Oh, yeah. I think so. And it's only been printed once. Uh, Next, we have Plaguewind, which is... Well, whoever wins the budget giveaway is going to be getting a... Plaguewind. A Plaguewind, so enjoy that card. It's a lot like in Garrick's Wake, but it doesn't hit Planeswalkers. And the creatures destroyed can't be regenerated, which is sometimes... um, Sometimes relevant. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I was looking for, relevant. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Ravenous Chupacabra, you pick off two creatures. Yeah. Rexage, also. Royal Elemental. Landfall so, stuff. Landfall stuff. So it's a three and three blue for a flying elemental. Landfall, whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may gain control of target creature for as long as you control Royal Elemental so you know if you have some fetch lands and you have yaruk out and you play a land for the turn and you can play extra lands you can take quite a few creatures with this guy
1: this could definitely get out of control real fast mm-hmm. and people won't be happy oh yeah.
0: yeah yeah people are gonna be wanting to get rid of this <laughs> uh we have shriek which uh, this is a really good creature. It has evoke like Maldrifter. It's four and a black. It has fear. When Shriekma enters the battlefield, destroy target non-artifact non-black creatures. So whether or not you want to evoke it, or whether or not you want to hardcast it, you're and you have Yark on the field. You're still hitting two creatures. Yeah. It is limited because it's uh, a terror effect, but it's still pretty good. in a In a four player game, you're going to have you're going to have some targets. Enough to hit. targets. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we're looking at for removal. The next category is pretty small, and it's uh, token production. And all this is based on lands either entering the battlefield or entering the graveyard. We have Avenger of Zendikar. We have Rampaging Baloths. We have Titania, which cares about lands going to the graveyard. Titania, Mm -hmm. Protector of Argoth. This card actually has gotten very pricey as well. Yeah. Because it's just that commander deck and commander anthology that it was printed in.
1: So nothing else. Nothing else. That's good.
0: It is very good. What's interesting about those commander decks is the cards that were printed in them are just as rare. Like they put rarities on them. Mm -hmm. But they're no more rare. Like the mythic that's only been printed in that deck is no more rare than a common that's only been printed in that deck. You know what I mean? So
1: sort of interesting. Putting the rarities on them in a commander deck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I guess if they're going to reprint them in a supplemental set or something, sure, that's when then you... you know that's different, and yeah. you know obviously the rarity does denote a card's power level. Yes, um, but you know it's just kind of interesting that like a, a a mythic is is just as rare as a common in that in that <laughs> scenario. And uh, last card that produces tokens is Zendikar's Royal. Uh, I like that card a lot, and it's just one less mana than a, a Rampaging Baloths. Um, so I also have a tech card category. Yeah. I have constant mists. That's so a good card. This is a really good card. <laughs> it's one in a green for an instant, and it has buyback and sacrifice a land. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. So this card can really... Um, I've, I've had players concede when i've had a constant mists and a land strategy going because they just they're playing an aggro deck or they're playing a combat damage based deck and they just can't deal
1: with it yeah because <clears> like <throat> the, you're gonna have this every single turn mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah. This,
0: and this is a common from stronghold that's uh, i think it's floating i think it's at least ten dollars yeah for a common for a common proper legal <laughs> <laughs> Deadeye Navigator as well. I have a lightning greaves in here just because people are gonna want to get rid of Yarak and all the other great That's creatures that are in this deck. Yeah. yeah. Uh escape shift, just to get those last lands out of my decks uh deck and um just to get some lands that I need, get some landfall triggers. Whatever this card can be incredibly versatile.
1: Like in a lands deck, you should just have Scape Shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I also like how you put Sylvan Awakening in here too. Yeah, so the, Sylvan Awakening does a couple of things. It
0: it's a sorcery for two and a green, and until your next turn, all lands you control become two two elemental creatures with reach, indestructible, and haste. They're still lands. So if somebody wants to blow up all your lands, you can give you can make them indestructible. And also, if somebody is wide open and you have a lot of lands on the battlefield and you just want to swing for lethal or you have a Crater Hoof and a Sylvan Awakening, you can do that and just finish off the game. So this card maybe should be in win conditions, but it's also a way to just protect your land base for three mana. It is a sorcery, so that's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. And usually people aren't going to be destroying your lands on your turn, uh, like an Armageddon or something like that, but you know, it, it can definitely
1: come in handy for that indestructible effect. Yeah. Also, but it definitely is like, a, I don't know where you're like, Sylvan Awakening, Crater Hoof. You're like, well, that's... Oh, that's game. That's the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we already talked about my win conditions, which is Crater Hoof and drawing my whole deck. Yeah. So those are our... That that is Eric and mine take on Yarok the Desecrated.
1: So we definitely did see some like similar cards. Um, I wasn't counting. We expected that. We expected that too. Just for what the uh, Yarok is, if you want all the value out of there, Mm -hmm. Um, there's just cards that just fit too well, really. Exactly. Yeah, you'd be you'd be a fool to not put them in. Pretty much, unless you want to make a bad deck and not win, which I don't know.
0: Hey, you know what? I've I've played at shops and and I've I've heard people say I didn't build this deck to win. Teach, hey. teach their own. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a rich tapestry. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, that's that's gonna do it for this deck tech. This was kind of a fun episode because we sort of inadvertently built. Two decks. Yeah. And, and we got to see what the other person did. And uh, originally Eric had built more of a land strategy and then he saw my deck and, and he said, you know, y- you know that, that you're more of a, a panharmonicon kind of guy. And, you know,
1: you'll, you got to follow your heart. When, yeah. When it comes to brewing. Yeah. I, think that, I, I also never made here. a lands deck before. So I was like, oh, you know, throw this together. I'm probably missing some pieces and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, there was definitely a lot of cards I saw that you threw in yours. I was like, wow, those are really good land cards. So,
0: And that's after, you know, I've built three yeah. lands decks. So I've, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot of uh,
1: independent research. But uh, yeah, just to make it more like diverse and have some cool ideas. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my original Panharmonicon plan. And mm-hmm. we got uh, some yeah. interesting. And I feel like you in general
0: build more you know, quote-unquote fun decks than I build. Like, I tend to build decks that just... Because I have the most fun winning. Winning, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I have fun, like, playing and having a good time and, you know, like, palling around. But, you know, I also have fun winning. Yeah. You know? But it's it's interesting because I've been playing that Zantra deck that I built. Mm -hmm. And that deck does not, like, win, but it can create a situation where i can help other players win and that's fun because i can sort of be like the joker where i'm just watching the world burn which is (laughs) i might be more fun to me yeah Yeah. (laughs) i actually really like that deck too it It seems fun to play Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it is um well like we said next week we're going to be talking about the commander 2019
1: decks hopefully hopefully we'll see how it goes yeah there's not enough um Spoilers by that time, I think we'll still kind of hold off a little bit. Yeah, we'll do something else. Yeah. Um,
0: also, what giveaway are we doing right now? It's I have... August is the budget giveaway.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, cool.
0: which were which we're already we're already in, in the process of doing. Yeah. In... Yeah. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, other than that, I think that's everything that we have for you guys today. And if you want to find us on social media and ask us any questions leave us any comments tell us anything that we uh, got wrong you can find us at turn one soul ring the podcast at gmail.com and on instagram at turn one soul ring underscore the podcast and you can follow me on instagram at command beacon i'm uh doing a deck tech on Brisella voice of nightmares right now i know she can't be the commander bruna is actually the commander but you know it's a <laughs> it's a melt creature it's a meld creature they're both there <clears throat> Yeah, we already talked about the um, budget giveaway. We're going to be announcing the winner of that on September 1st, and you can find the details for it on our Instagram page. And uh, after that, we'll be starting our October giveaway, which cool. we haven't decided what that's going to be yet. But by then, uh, Eldraine will... Uh, Throne of Eldrain will have uh, at least pre-released. Pre-release is, I think, September 28, 29, so okay. maybe we'll do something with that I think that's gonna do yeah we'll see and uh, as always you can find us on Apple Podcasts Google Play and SoundCloud and uh, I really should get us on like Spotify and Stitcher and all those ones because I think a lot of people listen to podcasts on Spotify so I'll do do that and I think it's free so that is forthcoming and YouTube is also forthcoming too YouTube is also also forthcoming (laughs) <laughs> and that is turn one soaring underscore the podcast on youtube but we really appreciate you guys listening to this deck tech episode and we'll talk to you all
1: next week see you later show me your etb
0: <laughs> <laughs> go get them tigers turn one soaring <laughs> 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 <laughs>